Western Australia is fully open for business. The direct flight from London has returned with Qantas, making it easier than ever before for UK travellers to connect with Western Australia. And there is no better place on the planet that allows you to unwind, explore the wide open spaces and immerse yourself in one of the world's oldest living cultures. I am so delighted to welcome here Carolyn Turnbull, the Managing Director of Tourism Western Australia, to give us some utter wanderlust and talk us through Western Australia. Carolyn, welcome. It's a pleasure. Great to be here. Where are you from, Carolyn? Originally? Yeah. Well, I'm Australian. I was born in New South Wales. Okay. Um, I think I'm English-Irish heritage, fourth generation Australian. Okay. Um, I grew up in New South Wales. I studied in Canberra in the ACT. I started my career in hospitality in Sydney before relocating to Singapore in 2002 as a young expat with my husband. And I always dreamt of working for a group called Arman Resorts. Mm, and they're, they're stunning. They're headquartered in Singapore. Mm. So after a couple of years working with Hyatt, I had the opportunity of joining Adrian Zecker and developing an extraordinary portfolio of properties all over the world. And that gave me great insight into the world of hosting and beautiful hospitality in unique locations all over the world. And so two years turned into 15 years, Uh (laughs) and travel's become part of my DNA. And so then uh, relocating to Western Australia five years ago, I saw a great opportunity for the state um, to really elevate the proposition of WA becoming this extraordinary off-the-beaten-track destination um, where we want you know, people to have it on their bucket list. Why should it be on people's bucket lists? Why should it be the top of people's bucket lists? What's the draw? The draw is the wide open spaces. I think um, the consciousness of travellers is deeper than ever before. I think people are wanting to reconnect, whether that's with themselves, with family, friends, loved ones. Um, and the extraordinary landscapes really provide that space to do that. Um, and, you know, talking from personal experience, when we were living in Singapore, we were really drawn to WA, I think just because of the proximity, but the natural beauty of the southwest that we loved, um, you know, in and around the Margaret River region that offers, um, yeah, really beautiful natural produce and extremely, um, you know, unique vineyards that specialise in, you know, beautiful, fresh Chardonnays and gorgeous Savions. Um yeah, really, really important part of the of the region. And so when we had the opportunity to move to Perth, we, we didn't hesitate because it was a great place to bring up our teenage children and um, it's a real lifestyle destination. So for first-time visitors, what's the ideal length of time to spend? So clearly the flight is not that long. <laughs> it's doable. No. But what is the ideal length of time to spend in Western Australia as a tourist? Well, you know, I think... Um, the great thing about Perth and Western Australia, it's, access, it's accessible from so many different countries. So depending on you know, how much time you have, um, our average length of stay, I think pre-COVID was around 18 to 20 days. And now we're seeing um, visitors staying up to 30, 31 days. So we're really seeing that immersive travel um, extend longer. And I think that's being driven by the visiting friends and family market that Um, you know, being away from loved ones for two years, they're taking that extra time and not just to, um, you know, stay with their relatives, but to really explore the regions. 
um, and have that special family time. So we've seen that length of stay certainly extend. But, you know, in saying that, um, with the ultra long haul connectivity and um, those visiting from, you know, the UK and Europe, um, you can really make it, um, you know, much shorter these days. But our desire is to have people stay and immerse themselves and disperse into the region. So um, I think on average 15 to 20, 25 days is probably the perfect amount of time just to get out and um, see the different parts of the state. And I think people are also more conscious about the length of time they stay in a place. It's no longer about a quick hop and a skip. It's much more indulgent time and, you know, taking the, making the most of that experience when staying, staying for longer. <sighs> so where to start? There's a lot of ground to cover. Perth, would that be the best starting place? I think so. I mean, Perth's a beautiful entry point. Um, you know, we refer to it as the Western Gateway of Australia, um, and it's a really nice alternative, I guess. The eastern states of Australia has always been, um, you know, top of the bucket list uh, for many, many years, and I think you've you've got some incredible iconic assets. But where we feel that our iconic, our iconic assets really resonate is around the natural landscapes, um, and Perth as a um, as a as a city, is a really lifestyle-based um, city. So we pride ourselves on the outdoors and the beautiful Swan um, Swan River, um, the iconic beaches of Cottesloe. Um, and it's a really, you know, it's a, it's a growing, bustling food and wine scene as well. Um, so, yeah, it's set on, set on the Swan River. Um, it's just, yeah, a really beautiful outdoors um, type, of, type of location. And um, Kings Park is a beautiful area to relax on weekends. It's one of the biggest um, inner city parks in the world, in fact. And it's beautiful to connect with, with nature and to really explore um, the Indigenous heritage that we're, we're really well known for as well. So you've talked about food and drink a little bit. I want the down low. Oh, why not? <laughs> it's been growing for a long time, actually. I think... Um, uh, you know the CBD in Perth has been evolving over the years, even before before COVID, um, and we've seen the growth in development um, quite significant with with the likes of you know the new Ritz Carlton set set down at Elizabeth Quay, Como the Treasury, which is set within the old um, Treasury Building, which is right in the heart of the city, um, and um, Crown Towers is another really compelling offering. There's there's lots of really world-class um, hotels. But in addition to the great food and wine that those hotels offer, it's getting out and exploring the little neighbourhoods. Uh, so whether that's, um, you know, Fremantle, which is the port the port city, um, the, the, the food and wine scene there is is extraordinary and, and forever evolving. Subiaco is also just um, outside the city, only a, a couple of kilometres away and... Um, there's lots of new new bars and restaurants there. One of my favourites, a little place called Cherubino, um, and they're quite well known for their their wine down south. But they've opened a, a cool little wine bar there that um, serves serves amazing wine and um, beautiful cheese. Uh, that's one of my personal favourites. Now I know it's very you mentioned it's very outdoorsy, um, so there's a sustainable element to that generally exploring beyond Perth. Tell me about the wider state of Western Australia and the eco-accommodation. Yeah, good question. Um, I think we're a destination that absolutely lends itself to a, a future of eco, eco-tourism and ensuring that 
everything that we do as part of our strategy is about a light touch approach. Um, we've got an enormous amount of national parks across the state, I think around 60 in fact, um, and a significant amount of UNESCO World Heritage Sites. And so what does that mean? It means that we are responsible for preserving and protecting um, the natural assets and accommodation development in the regions must be receptive to that. So it's about ensuring that you are working with the private sector to attract the right kind of investment um, that really want to um, respect the land. Um, the land from a traditional sense, um, you know, our, our Indigenous culture has been running much longer than you and I have, Sheena, uh, <laughs> 60,000 years. And um, it's making sure that we're connecting with our community, um, protecting our environment and really um, conserving that culture in every step of the way. So some examples of that, um, you know, from a, from a high-end value perspective, you know, you've, you've got the likes of Ningaloo Reef where you've got beautiful properties um, tucked in such as Sal Salas, which is a, a gorgeous little tented camp. Um, on the on the fringe of the Ningaloo Reef, um, I'm just thinking of other um, other properties up north, like Alquesto and the Kimberley. Um, that's another one where you've got the homestead. It's about those um, immersive experiences that allow people to get out during the day and explore and come back to, um, you know, really really nice, comfortable environments where hospitality is unique. Um, and the personalities can shine through and people have got those stories then to go away with um, based on their first-hand experience. Tell me more about the Kimberley because that's at the centre of this Indigenous-led tourism. Um, tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. So the Kimberley forms you know, the majority part of our north northwest uh, region. So WA is made up of five key regions and the northwest is... Definitely one that should be, if it hasn't been on everyone's bucket list. Um, typically, uh, the season runs from around April through to October. That's the the optimal time to visit. Um, in the the west of the Kimberley, you have Broome, which is really famous for the pearling history um, and the famous Cable Beach um, and the Camel Train that you you may or may not have heard of. It's it's a it's a an iconic spot to watch the sunset. And then further um, east is, you know, um, where you can uh, pair Broome with the the Gibb River Road and explore that for really weeks on end. There's so many different experiences um, that, you know, um, I think lean into that Indigenous um, culture and experience that we pride ourselves on and we really see ourselves as, you know, Australia's premier Indigenous destination and we're we're working really closely with a lot of our Aboriginal communities to encourage them to um, come into the tourism sector and share their stories and connect with with people um, and there's a, a number of different Aboriginal operators that are doing great things and as part of the Tourism Australia um, a signature experience program there's around eight to ten Aboriginal um, operators spread across all of the state, not just Kimberley, not just the Kimberley, that we're really proud of. So we we work together with Waytok to ensure that they've got all the support um, and resources to to continue evolving and 
deliver deliver extraordinary experiences. You mentioned Ningaloo Reef a few yes. moments ago. Um, what can one do there? Are there water-related activities or how can tourists engage in the area? Ningaloo is famous for swimming with the whale sharks. Amazing. They don't bite. <laughs> um, and it's a bucket list um, experience for sure. I think uh, those that love the outdoors and love water um, and, you know, not only is Ningaloo a UNESCO World Heritage Site, but it's um, it's home to, you know, the beautiful whale sharks that we we provide visitors with the experience to to swim to swim with these beautiful creatures and um, everyone I've spoken to uh, just um, just adores that experience. There's obviously other water water sports that you can do whilst you're there, such as snorkeling and diving um, and just relaxing. Um, it's a beautiful reef and you know world famous, and I think it's you know immersing yourself in those unique experiences that make Western Australia truly. The real Australia. It really sounds like a bucket list trip. For sure, it is. That you want to go on over and over and over <laughs> again. Are there any other not-to-miss beach or coastal spots mm. that you want to mention? Um, yeah, I, I took my family recently to this stunning area down south. So as far north as Kimberley, um, if you're going as far south, you'll, you'll hit an, an incredible location called Esperance. Um, and this area is just otherworldly, um, you know, the, the whitest, whitest of beaches uh, where can- kangaroos are, you know, jumping around and you're the only person on the beach for miles and miles. Um, yeah, absolutely outstanding. And it's the only time I've driven a four-wheel drive on the beach. And it was really exhilarating. It was amazing. Ama- amazing family destination for sure. Yeah, that's really good to know. Family travel is really, really important, especially multi-generational travel now. I think that's growing a lot. Definitely. Instagram made the Pink Lake in Horrocks and Port Gregory very famous. What other natural beauty spots should we have on our hot list? Mm, I think the Margaret River region. I think, you know, food and wine is such an important um part of any tourism offering but I think in Western Australia we have a unique story to tell. The Margaret River region has been um, making some of the the best wine in the world for the last 50 years Um, and I think it's one of the only wine regions in the world that's set on the coast so that also makes it really special so it's not about just the food and wine but it's also exploring the beautiful coastlines and the Cape to Cape National Park which is you know so um globally renowned for its trekking. So, um, yeah, there's there's so much on offer there that I, I think from an Instagrammable point of view, I, I, I think that is um, that is a tourism offering that is set for success. We love a road trip as Citizen Femme. <laughs> Tell me more about that. It must be spectacular going through Western Australia. Oh, look, it really is. Um, road trips are iconic to Australia and especially Western Australia. And one of my favourite road trips is um, the southwest edge, which encompasses everywhere from Perth all the way down to the Margaret River region, further down to the Great Southern and all the way around Albany, Denmark, and you finish in the beautiful Esperance region. Um, And all throughout that area, you're discovering beautiful forests, national parks, incredible coastal um, uh, beaches, and the magic of um, the wine region. So all of those experiences combined are truly unique to Western Australia. 
I think, um, you know, I'd recommend anywhere from, you know, seven to 12 days to really um, take your time and to explore all those different pockets to get the most out of it. What's the best way to get to Western Australia? I know you've just launched a direct route from Rome, uh, but the UK or London? Uh, Yeah, Sheena. So um, we've recently resumed the direct service with Qantas between Perth and London. Um, So that started again, and that's a a daily service, which is really exciting. So for those that are wanting to um, enjoy a direct um, point-to-point connection, um, we're working closely with Qantas on that service. Um, Then your other alternatives include um, Singapore Airlines via Singapore, Emirates um, or Qatar via the Middle East. So there's loads of options. Um, And, yeah, I'd get in quick. When is the best time to visit Western Australia? Depending on which region you're visiting. Um, So we talked about the Kimberley earlier. Um, We'd certainly recommend anywhere between April to October to to ensure that um, the season is at the prime time. Um, Perth, any time of year. It's beautiful. Okay. It's the sunniest city in Australia. Oh. And um, the southwest, again, it's a year-round destination. So those that are seeking out the warmer weather, of course, the, over the summer months is ideal, but nothing better than cozying up to, you know, an open fire with a glass of Cab Sav Absolutely. is also divine. So that, that's, that's certainly a year-round destination. Gosh, if this doesn't give you some wanderlust, I don't know what will. I want to keep talking, but I have one final question. Oh, gosh. Go for it, Gina. How would you sum up Western Australia in one word? Or oh, three, if that isn't enough. It's a tough one. But um, <laughs> I think otherworldly is is a nice expression to, um, you know, put into people's minds that, um, you know, it's a destination that is so untouched. It's, it's really raw in nature. Um, you know, it's the time, the space connection and freedom that that offers travelers so many different experiences and it doesn't have to be all done in one trip um you know as i said it's such a large state that it's it's all about building your personal itinerary that depending on what you're looking and seeking out um come back and see us more often there's lots to do and lots to um, lots to see. So whether it's up north or down south or just simply enjoying the beauty of Perth and the surrounds, um, I think Otherworldly expresses it beautifully. Where can we follow Western Australia? Are you on social media and, you know, get some some uh, Instagram inspiration? Yeah, we're across all, all social channels, Sheena, at, at, at Western Australia. Super. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed and get booking to Western Australia. We certainly are. If you liked the podcast, please share it with everyone and comment and see you next time.